Welcome to the DGR podcast. I'm your host, David Gray. Hello, everyone. David here. Welcome back to the DGR podcast. Hope you're all doing well. This is episode number 54. This is the last episode before Christmas 2022. So if you're listening to this uh, before Christmas, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a good one. If you're listening to this after Christmas or any other time, I hope you had a good Christmas 2022, regardless of what time it is. Uh, I have a great guest today. I have Jamie Smith back on. Jamie was on episode nine with us um from melbourne strength culture and we had a bit of a catch-up so on episode nine we kind of chatted about his plans going forward we had a, quite a good chat and actually it was one of our most popular podcasts i think around what was um just what was his plan in terms of content creation and building his business going forward for the year of 2022 and then um, we kind of had a bit of a catch-up and i wanted to ask him just about how building his team is going he built an app his podcast all of those um all of those things the social media everything and everything in between i'm actually going to be over with the with the with the guys in melbourne strength culture i'm teaching my lower limb workshop in february uh so i'm going to be over there in five or six weeks now actually it's uh, the workshop is sold out which is cool sold out and uh the sydney workshop sold out weekend one and then the weekend two there's still a few tickets i think left for the second weekend in sydney so i'm looking forward to that little australian tour and it'll be nice to catch up with jamie and the guys there and everyone else in melbourne as well um so it was good to it was good to catch up i'm getting ready for christmas i'm looking forward to it i can't wait to be honest i just got my christmas uh haircut this morning so i'm looking sharp a little bit of a beard trim um, I got, I kind of, he, he's, he started to go down on the beard a little bit more like on the sides. Cause I just have like a little bit of fluffiness on my cheeks that can't seem to grow in. So actually we've decided to just like shave off that part altogether and, um, bring the side. I don't know how to describe it. Bring the sides down a little bit. Uh, but sometimes that can look like I'm trying to grow out just a goatee, but I'm not, it's just cause I can't actually grow my, um, I trust me, I'm not. I'm just trying. I just can't really grow out the sides of my cheeks very, very well. So, if you have any tips for that, um, or maybe I just need to get onto Liver King and get a little bit of testosterone or something. I wonder would that help? Um, so yeah, episode. What did I say? Number fifty-four today. Uh, one last thing before I put you onto the episode, or I let the episode play. Uh, Lower Body Basics Two is being deleted, uh, forever. So if you've got it, you have. You now have like. Uh, I don't want to say a relic. That sounds like it's a it's a really old thing. Not a relic. You have like I don't know. Maybe in the future you can like sell on LBB two as some kind of um as some kind of like artifact or museum thing or something. I don't know. I'm missing the word here. But uh, basically what I'm trying to say is let your last chance get LBB two if you want to get it. So lower body basics two. I did actually refilm it uh recently enough, but then I decided okay, I just want to have one lower body basics program going into 2023 so it was refilmed it was rewritten it's looking really really good it's a really good program but it won't be available anymore very soon um come uh post christmas so it will be gone from the website anyone who's bought it will obviously have access to it forever but anyone who hasn't can't get their hands on it anymore so i'm going to put that as the first link in the show notes if you do want to get your hands on it even if you're not ready to use it straight away maybe maybe at the start of january you might be happy that you have it or 
um, maybe you would gift it to someone else or something like that. So that's Lower Body Basics too. First link in the show notes. Apart from that, I had a good chat with Jamie. We chatted about all those things. And then at the end of the podcast, we also spoke about, he asked me a question about the difference between running and walking in terms of like when we're looking at the gait cycle what are the differences so it was nice to kind of dive into that as well so mix of kind of just plans for next year a bit of business stuff and then some movement stuff at the end which maybe i need to do a full podcast on or um more uh, more delve into it a little bit more but apart from that really appreciate jamie coming on it's always a good good time can't wait to get out to see everyone in australia especially considering the weather has been rough enough in ireland for the last few weeks so i'm happy that we chose a nice uh the start of february to head out there so i can't wait and i hope you enjoyed the podcast hope you have a great christmas day eat loads of turkey and ham um mushy peas are very important to have as well they're they're underrated little thing to have on part as part of a christmas dinner so mushy peas make sure you have them um turkey and ham maybe a little bit of stuffing i'm not a big stuffing guy roast potatoes are absolutely key um i was going to say a little bit of gravy but actually a lot of gravy uh maybe a bit of cranberry sauce on the side you might want to kind of mix it in it can be it can be nice sometimes uh some carrots the veg is very important but it has to be done well so i grew up on a household where like my veg was very much boiled veg boiled carrots boiled turnip and that was mostly it parsnips boiled parsnips and then i met kira and we were i went over to her house and actually turns out there's a whole other world to vegetables and it's like roasted vegetables with all these seasonings and stuff like that so that's absolutely key and i'll be having dinner over at kira's um kira's family her her brother-in-law and her sister's house and other people from Kira's family will be there and uh her brother-in-law um who I'm pretty good friends with he has his own whiskey bar he works for a whiskey company so we'll be able to have a nice tipple there on Christmas day as well so I can't wait for that I hope you have someone that you can spend the day with and um I hope you really enjoy it and that's me gone off on a rant now also what else uh I watched Elf the other day I'll probably watch Bad Santa maybe tonight uh, I watched a couple of Irish movies. I really got into the the. I really got a, got a, like a, a hunger to watch some Irish movies. So I watched The Commitments, which is very good if you want to watch. Uh, you don't have to be from Ireland. You could watch The Commitments. It's like about a a story about a guy who starts a band. Yeah, back in the I don't know seventies or something like that. I don't know actually eighties it could be. I don't know. Um, but it's just lots of cursing and drinking and music and stuff like that. So that was very good. I watched uh, Window Shakes the Barley the other night, which was um kind of an old Irish rebel movie. Very very good. Um, not that old actually. And um and yeah, so that's it. Uh, here's so here is Jamie Smith. Jamie, I will see you in Melbourne soon, my friend. Everyone else, have a great Christmas. A year recap. Is that what we're doing? Kind of, yeah. I think so. Yeah. You're um you're gonna back. Car- you're gonna have to carry the podcast because I realized my first thing of my year recap is I can't do morning podcasts. No. Nah. It's nine AM here, no, it has to be like twelve PM, one PM where I like get into my you, groove. You need a little run in. You need a little uh couple extra coffees. Hundred percent. I'm I'm coming off a massive weekend, and it's eight p.m. on a Monday. So we might just have a we may just have a D and M then, just a a low a low vibe one. Nah, it'd be good fun. We'll be right. What uh, I had a yeah, I had a I had a night out the other night uh, with the lads, but 
<laughs> we were all in bed by fucking half twelve. Like it's. I was. I was gonna say, what's it? What's a night out? For David well, Gray look like. What are well, we? What are we doing? So we went to um. We went to one of the lads' house. His his uh his missus was away. So we went there, drank a few cans, and I was a little bit late getting there. So I only had like three cans before we went out. But the guys were there for three or four hours before me. So they were getting well steamed. Then we went to an Oasis tribute band, um, and it was actually oh, nice. very good, very, very good. But uh, we we left before, we probably left like before the last half an hour when they were going to play most of the best songs. <laughs> so the last I was going to say Wonderwall's the only one I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, no, 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 you definitely know, you know a lot of them. And then uh, Into the Chipper and uh, Chips and Pizza and then back home. And then I just went, I just... He he had limited beds in the house, so I just like was forced to go to bed so I could grab one of them. Yeah, absolutely smart play. <laughs> um, so you, you're you're a drunk pizza man. Well, I actually did something very smart. So I ordered chicken burger and chips, but the the chipper was absolutely <laughs> heaving, right? Like it was a tiny chipper, and I was up at the front, and the guy. What the noticed. fuck is a chipper? A chipper. Oh, what is like, a chipper? Like, <laughs> what the fuck's like a chipper? Chips and burgers and stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah, just a burger place. McDonald's. Yeah, 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 just a, a burger yeah. shop. All right. No, 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 but not like not like a McDonald's. Yeah, but do you have chips, don't you? You're, yeah, hot chips. Yeah, yeah, we got hot chips. Hot do you want to know what a chipper is though? In Australia, like a oh, fucking chipper lad. It's uh, like a real uh, Aussie. Burger. It's like a real. Nah, oh, that's a chippy. Yeah, but like chipper, like oh yeah, it's a bit chipper. Like it's uh, it's like a really Aussie. It's a real Aussie dude. I think that might only be a Melbourne thing. It might also just be what my mates say, but that's what a chipper <laughs> is. So when you say, oh, we went in the chipper. <laughs> so anyway, let me finish. So we we're in the chipper and the place was, it was tiny. And the guy, I was watching the guy. Now I was steamed up, but like I was watching the guy. He had zero system. Obviously they're never, ever busy, right? Uh, so he was just taking money in and the guys in the back were just cooking whatever like it, it, they were just cooking as much of it food as they could so i was there like 15 minutes waiting for my chicken burger and chips and i i knew like he he had forgotten about me completely so i saw him packing up a pepperoni pizza a garlic chip a chicken burger and uh something else into a bag and i was watching him and he put it all into a bag and as he was walking over i just went pizza garlic chip 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 and chicken burger <laughs> you're a dog and he just said, yeah, that's you. So that was my uh, win for the night. Uh, so I told Kira, <laughs> Kira goes, uh, I told Kira the next day, and she goes, so you stole it from him. I was like, no. Like, <laughs> no, no, you pay. Like, just pay for yeah. someone else. Exactly. Exactly. We used to do that. Um, We used to do that. So I live around the corner from Chadston Shopping Center, which is this massive shopping center. It's like the biggest one in Australia. It's fucking ginormous. And they put it, when I was at high school, they they renovated this area and they put a McDonald's in it. And it was such a busy McDonald's. Like it was crazy. And all the school kids, you just walk past the bit where everyone's lining up. And as soon as they'd call our number, you're like, yep, 42, pick it up and just walk to the bus stop, open your bag, see what you got. But oh, we've all done it. Okay, dude, 100%. Uh, <laughs> we've all done it. How, uh, how have you been? What are you, what are you, hang on, I've got a few more questions about your nights out. <laughs> what are you drinking? What are you drinking to get steamed, as, you, as you'd call it? So... We were drinking cans of Guinness in the house. Um, and that's a new yeah. enough thing. Like, Guinness is very cool now. It's very in over the last few years. So before, yeah. 
it obviously was always in in Ireland, but like it is now when my group now maybe it's because we're getting a little bit older as well. But my group of friends, like pretty much all of them, will be drinking Guinness. Guinness is really in now at the moment, and even at my wedding in June. We have friends from Australia. They're actually Irish. Uh, I grew up beside them, and they moved over to Sydney, and they came back. So the full, all, their whole family came back, and they have three daughters between the ages of twenty-five and eighteen, and they're all like, they're all like six foot one, six foot two, like, like supermodel-looking girls, right? And like, not that I would look at them like that, but the lads would. And yeah, it was just very. It was very uh, eye-opening to me because guess what? They were drinking glasses of Guinness. And we would never really? have seen girls drinking Guinness before. So it's really it's really in. It's really cool. They've done a really good job with their marketing. So I was drinking Guinness then. One of the lads always orders Malibu and milk. It's a glass with Malibu <laughs> oh. just with normal milk thrown on in on top. And honestly, la- same night last year, I got sick about four times after having about ten of them. So I That's I only had disgusting. one of those. It is fucking horrible. It turns your stomach. Uh, and then we had like baby Guinness and shots and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, I've had a baby Guinness before. Baby um, uh, Malibu and milk—that uh, is atrocious, disgusting. It is horrible, especially if you have a lot of Guinness in your belly and like it just turns your stomach. It's horrible. I'll tell you what, a couple of Malibus and milk and some other bloke's pepperoni pizza, mate, you'd be fucked the next day. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Uh, but we're going to do it when we're over in Melbourne with you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's sold out. Melbourne sold out. Mm-hmm. Mad. Yeah. What, days, uh, what day are we getting uh, pissed on Malibus and milk? Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> All right. We've got the podcast on Monday morning, though, I think. Yeah, but I'm teaching Sunday so- morning. Yeah, we might roll. We roll. We we'll roll straight into the potty. <laughs> exactly. It'll be good. Exactly. Exactly. No, it'll be real good. Um, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, well, we should. We should. I saw that place that you recommended. Um, whatever it is that, what's it called? There's like a brewery. Uh, place. a couple of breweries. Yeah, yeah. Stumpy Ground. Uh, two brothers. Stumpy Ground's about, uh, maybe five hundred meters away. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Good areas. Maybe a little bit more than 500, you, but yeah. Are you going to host more seminars? Yeah, we definitely are. We're, we're getting back into seminars, um, us as a team. Uh, and, I mean, the facility's there. If anyone wants to run seminars in, in Melbourne and in a nice facility and uh, sort of like a purpose-built uh, classroom and and shit, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'd love to take people on. But, yeah, we're definitely going to get – Melbourne Strength Culture is definitely going to get back into – uh, seminar content. We've got a few plans for quarter one. Um, we just haven't got dates and stuff specific yet. Uh, we'll probably probably line them up in Jan and then uh, start the marketing for them and everything. But yeah, we want to get back into that a little bit. I think it's it's funny. Like a lot of, I think the first podcast we did, yeah. Um, uh, I get more responses, like long-term responses to that episode out of anything I think I've ever done. People being like, oh man, I heard you on that. That was awesome, blah, blah, blah. And I think all we spoke about was content. I think that was all that we, uh, Most and I know you were talking about like a, yeah, Mr. Beast, really. Mr. I think Beast. you just spoke about Mr. YouTube. Because I was, I think that was January last, or this year. So almost 12 months ago and I was trying to figure out like my content for the year because that's when things were changing quite a bit 
uh with like instagram you were starting a podcast i was starting a podcast um youtube all of that stuff so it'd be nice to recap a little bit of that and then talk about next year yeah so with um with our pivot to content we sort of were like well let's just become the fun guys for 12 months and just fucking talk shit have a laugh don't talk about anything too serious which we did for a while and then we realized uh some of the serious stuff is actually good for like lead gen and just getting the right sort of people longer term clients and and all of that sort of stuff when you just talk about fun stuff you you get a different clientele coming towards you um so we've actually just started a slow pivot not back to uh like high level education and all that sort of stuff but we're opening that door again um i think the yeah. pendulum we swung the pendulum a little too far <laughs> one way in what way though in like in your content side of things you're gonna go back a little bit or i it's it's more it's more from the coaches specifically so the main page will just be fun dumb shit not not fun dumb shit like the fun stuff that we do and i think most people are starting to realize like the direction that we want to head yeah. the main page will be that like our our, our big like reach posts and all of that sort of stuff uh, where the boys are going to start speaking a little bit more specifically to like some higher level not higher level but just like some deeper topics and and all of that sort of stuff again which will open the door to seminars um even just like my mentorship and all of that sort of stuff like all of those other areas of our business that we hadn't focused on this year too much yeah. um we see the value in yeah after doing 12 months of not focusing on it at all, we, we kind of like, uh, I think some of those areas we probably need to stay in touch with. Yeah. I think ultimately a mix of both is, is good. And mm. you want to be able to show people that like people buy from people. They want to like you, but also they, they need to know that you're, you know what you're talking about as well at the end of the day, you know, otherwise yeah, you're the right you person will, to fix. You will attract people that, they're, the people who are only interested in just having a laugh or whatever, they're probably not the best long-term clients all of the time either. Yeah, I think that I think uh, our strategy caught more like newbies, quote unquote, mm. which isn't a bad thing. Mm. Um, it's just that uh, a lot of the time the newer people are, are, are new to it. They want to try different things. They want to like all of that sort of stuff and. Mm -hmm. uh not to say that we haven't had a great year like we definitely have it's just like all right well maybe there's somewhere in the middle between those two polar ends of just having fun being idiots and eating burgers and doing whatever the fuck that was and then this like higher level education stuff where we've done tours around australia with seminars and all of that sort of stuff and like we did that all before covid and then covid we we're just like eh, maybe not i think i burnt myself out with the online stuff pretty heavily but yeah. um I think, yeah, after 12 months of now, the gym's back settled, everything's sort of we're back and rolling again. I think we can uh, move back into that sort of stuff again, yeah. Mm. I've I've had not similar. I know the direction we're going and definitely in, in terms of it's more coaches, more therapists, education and stuff, 100%, because I will, I will burn myself out the, the other way. And it's more that's more enjoyable for me. But on the content side of it, I I was very much like keep things super simple before super simple all the time, even if it was like just different exercises that coaches and therapists were asking about my 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 explanation was very like base level, then I, I definitely bumped it up a little bit or a lot probably where I made I made things a bit more 
I just started using movement terminology, the correct terminology on some of my posts, whereas even before I wouldn't use, I wouldn't have used that. And that does push some people away, which is, is fine with me. Um, but now I realize that I can still do that. But actually, I think that, for example, I think the re one of the reasons that like lower body basics was successful, for example, is actually coaches and therapists did the program as well as other people and they took from it what they needed to take which is like okay i can use this stuff with my clients and 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 here's some explanations yeah. whereas other people didn't even need that and i actually think that on on instagram you can you can just put up content like that which is is just outside of some people's reach but they'll still take some good stuff fr from it and then coaches and therapists can can learn from it as well so that's where i'm kind of falling in the middle now and i think that's a good strategy so instead of saying like for example instead of saying in a caption you could use this with your clients i'm i could say this will help you do this this and this and a therapist can yeah. then go on and like say okay i could use that for my client with this this and this so that's where i'm at. yeah absolutely I think um I think terminology and language and all that sort of stuff like most people are just going to take what they want from it anyway like you could you could make the most intricately well articulated post possible mm -hmm. and some fucking idiots still going to misrepresent it take what they want from it probably throw their own bias on it and it's going to mean like it's at the end of the day like as long as you're communicating to the right people that you want and and not blocking them out because you go too high um I think I think you can't really go wrong Mm -hmm. especially when it's such valuable content as yourself like man what happened we need to talk about this fucking blow up you've just had you've come out of bloody october and i i hadn't i hadn't been on your page i haven't searched your page you i've seen your post obviously every day no, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I see your post but i didn't go to your profile and see the fucking number you went from like forty-eight thousand to 92 or something it should drop me in, in like a month every what? now and again I, uh, all right i'll get in there i'll start <laughs> be careful what you wish for <laughs> yeah uh yeah we had and that was like deliberate enough not not that i thought it was going to do that but it was fairly deliberate which was we're going to absolutely hammer it up coming up to black friday and see what happens uh because i wanted yep. a load of new people to sell to and it fucking worked and if you look at the i sent you the chart um of the reach i think it, it was reach i think um it was just and like new followers creep reach and new followers it was creeping up and up and up just a tiny bit and then it just went boom and it stayed up for like 10 days and it, actually every day i was posting it kept going up because there was new reels that were doing like okay or better than you a little bit better than usual and some of the older reels were still popping off so that's what happened and it was like yeah. if you think about that 10 days let's say of all good enough reels like that they are all just like helping each other all of the time and yeah i can actually see how some people can grow massively very very quickly now i can under understand it whereas before it was like what the fuck you actually have to just post more yeah 100 percent. i think that's one of hormozzi's thing it's like uh it's like quality over quantity yeah but uh quality times quantity mm. is better than each individual or it doesn't matter like if you're doing really good things and hitting it really often yeah. uh, and it's landing and, the, and you're you're communicating your points well and it's getting shared and all that like it's just it's only going to magnify yeah. so yeah that's um, one of my yeah you inspired us we're, we're going to hit it 
We're gonna hit it in Feb. We're doing twenty eight days straight. It will it will work. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna plan it. We're gonna plan it out properly. Um we're gonna also try and align four massive guests on the podcast at the same time because when we do that it it shit just goes berserk as well. Um so we're gonna try it in Feb and see what happens. It, it, I th- I actually think it's a really good strategy for people to I, I would go so far as saying for some people, like let's say they do four posts a week or three posts a week for a few weeks. I would go so far as saying, okay, even if you wanted for three weeks to do one post a week and then have three weeks in a row where you did a post every single day, I bet you that people will grow faster doing it that way. Um, yeah, I, haven't yeah. tr- I haven't exactly tried that, but I, I think I think they would. And that's one of my big lessons definitely for 2022 is more force, put just more and more and more force into things. Uh, and it fucking works, which shouldn't be su- a surprise, but that's what the, the very best people do. It's like, okay, this is working. I'm just going to do multiply that by 10. I'm going to 10x that. Yeah. Versus trying to find other things that will work a little bit as well. Do you know who Grant Grant Cardone is? Yeah. Yeah, you're the you're the Grant Cardone of the fitness industry. Just no. ten exit. Ten exit. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Grant, but he's not wrong on that. He's not wrong. Ten <laughs> X everything. Some of his lessons are are right. He's just a bit of a sleaze bag, I think. You get you're getting a Guinness on the Saturday night. Ten exit. Ten Guinness. <laughs> That's a fucking pe- some some other bloke's pepperoni pizza. You're never <laughs> living that down. You stole someone's pepperoni pizza. <laughs> so, Ten exit first, all. It's not my first time. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? So 2022 was the year of was the year of clout. How would you rate that out of ten? It was the year well? of clout. How oh, we loved goal? it. We had fucking we had a ball. Um, oh, we can't believe what happened for us this year. It was uh. It was it was it was awesome. It, it actually was fucking awesome. I think the work that we like our, like clout ultimately for us just meant brand and brand exposure. But like the amount of the amount of new people that are like obviously in our business as customers, but also like just interested in what we're doing. Um, like our podcast has just gone berserk. We couldn't believe how well the podcast went this year. That was sort of the driver for most of it. Um, but even just like. Like having the, like not being, not that, not that we wanted to be like, not, not feeling stale is how I'm going to frame that. Not feeling stale with the type of content that we could produce and promote and and do that. Like we ultimately now, like we, on Friday, we just filmed our Christmas special where we got a sponsor, um, shouts out three Kings wealth management, but we got a sponsor to, um, to cover like our drinks bill and $500 worth of giveaway for our podcast. Like if you told me 12 months ago that someone was going to ultimately someone was going to pay us to get pissed on a podcast and talk shit for three hours, which I think will turn out to be about two hours and 10 minutes after I cut everything out. But then also like we can give away stuff around Christmas to just like people that follow us and like are involved in, in what we're doing and interested in what we're doing. Like it's just been a, it's actually been a crazy year. It really has. There's been a, a few like, yeah, the year of clout was what we termed it, but it's like just, it was the year of brand development. It was like pushing our brand out further in different areas. Try different, don't be afraid to try different things and say different things. And, um, and I think all of that as a whole, I don't think we could have asked for a much better 
than what we got. But it was the same thing. Similar to what you just said. It's like brute force 10x it. That's all we did. As soon as we worked out things that were working, for us, it was the real content. For us, it was putting way more personality into things. Um, it was the frequency of how often we were posting. Um, also, the podcast, like doubling down on the podcast and like... Mm-hmm and traveling with it and doing all that it was just like anything that was starting to work for us we just went all right invest put money in put resources into it let it go let it go let it go and um we're going to do the whole thing again next year probably just bigger and better but i think as a whole like it was awesome it actually was fucking mad yeah. it really was mm-hmm. i think when yeah. you start when you start with brand in mind it's very hard to go wrong if you make all your decisions and most of your decisions with what will enhance my brand, that is a, a very good strategy. And that is a, another lesson I learned this year or a lesson that was more, I was, I've always been careful of my brand. Even before I would have put that word on it, brand, I was always very careful around decisions I would make and like, you know, you get opportunities to partner with different people or, you know, you can make mm. short-term money very, very easily or easily enough. And I'm very, I'm very careful with it. I think you can, you can fuck things up really easily, but even, even not on the, on the messing things upside of it, on the, just what direction you should go in. If you start with like, what way do I want people to view me, my name, my company, my work, you, it's very hard to go wrong in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the biggest long-term play as well. Um, like you, you spoke there about like almost like risk management of doing things that maybe might hurt your reputation or do something negative for you. Not that it might be negative, but it just might alter the way somebody views you or somebody views your name or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. I think that uh, the long-term play of trying to build like brand, the over oversight of brand, but how people view you, I think that is the, I think, the way I view it is Elon Musk. Elon Musk and all of his com- companies and subsidies and, and all of that sort of stuff, like ultimately just run off the Elon Musk brand. Yeah, he's incredibly intelligent and he knows what the hell he's doing from an engineering front and just like a serial entrepreneur that's incredibly successful and all that sort of stuff. But like when you actually boil it down, it's he's got so much public appreciation just because he's Elon Musk and he's the, the push for the future and all of that sort of stuff. Like ultimately that is brand. Um, I learned a lot of that from Kyle Trainer. Um, if anybody is listening and wants to sort of learn more about how to develop that sort of stuff or at least how to frame decision-making. Um, but I think Elon Musk is somebody that has has done it and is doing it so incredibly well to the point where he ultimately could do whatever the fuck he wanted to. And he's, I think he is doing that. Yeah, he's got the resource to do it, but also he's got the brand mm-hmm. um, to be able to go into whatever venture and do whatever he wants. And that's sort of what we were talking about. Like it's a year of clout, which is in brackets, it's a year of brand development. But mm-hmm. it's like, how do we get this thing to a point where we're just not known for coaches? We're known for content. We can do apparel and we want to do apparel properly and and, and that's rolling. Um, we can partner with other brands outside of health and fitness, which we were able to do this year as well. Like how can we position ourselves to be those sort of people within the australian landscape because it happens over in america and i always look in america as like the like it's happened over there it's happened multiple times with multiple different brands of health and fitness so how the fuck do we do it in australia how do we position ourselves to be those people and then how do we take take the steps to actually and that's ultimately what we're trying to do and i think we are in the direction of doing that um while still being really good at health and and strength training and, and all of that sort of shit yeah, they, they can definitely come together. I, I like 
you've probably already done it on in Australia. Is there like is there in in the community that you're in, who who else would there would people be looking at? From a content standpoint, it's not there's a couple of good podcasts, there's definitely a couple of good podcasts around. A couple of I think Angus Bradley's definitely on that trajectory of just being like a, a shaker up of things and doing things his own way without a doubt mm-hmm. um i would kind I would of put him as him in with G a little bit as well like the same you kind of yeah. rise, rising together let's say yeah 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 you know yeah i'm on his coattails a little bit i gave him a little push at the start but now i'm just on his coattails it's it's good it's good fun he does <laughs> but um so who said so someone said something to me oh no oh no it was kier oh kier said to me before because he he recognized like well long before I did or anything, but he he re- he said something like, "Oh, I saw that you were like on the on the up," and I just came and like just poured gasoline on top of it. Like he was like, "Okay, when I see someone <laughs> is, is is moving in the right direction, I'm just going to come in and just get like get involved with that." Which is, yeah, hundred percent is a good play. I think at the end of the day, if they're good people and you have fun with them and you can like Angus and I have a regular podcast now, it's on his high performance podcast, but we film on roughly every four weeks. It's meant to be once a month, but it's, it hasn't worked out that way. But I think we've done four of them now. And he's like, yeah, it's a really, it's not like his top performing stuff, but it's like a decently performing podcast for him. And like, it's heaps of fun for us. We just talk shit about whatever the hell's going on. And, mm-hmm. um, but we're ultimately just trying to help each other. Without it. I love, I love Angus. I think he's fucking amazing. I really do. Um, I'd almost be more excited. I, I I almost get more excited watching him like win and and do really good things because I know where he's come from and he's just stuck to his guns the whole way. I, I actually really appreciate uh, seeing him do well. And I think and I on his podcast I was like, oh, what's the prediction for twenty twenty three? I I said to him, I'm like, you're gonna fucking blow up. Like I I honestly think that. I think he's just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll be he'll be massive. Mm-hmm. Um. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think he's I think he's the man. I think so. I I think I think if you if you looked at I don't know how many followers or anything Angus has, but I bet you they're engaged. They're highly engaged. A lot of the followers, even like re- regardless of if they hate him or love him, they're they're engaged. They're watching him, and I would say that like if you looked at someone someone else with two hundred thousand followers or something like that half of them wouldn't be like I, I i what i'm trying to say is angus's followers are very specific to what he's talking about they're like he doesn't get yeah. probably too many let's say 60 year old women who are just interested in whatever whereas i definitely have some of the, them on my i don't mean i have some coaches who are 60 year old women i don't mean anything against them i mean like people who aren't even in the fitness industry for example he probably has zero yeah. of them he just has people who are interested in what he wants to say whether they don't like it or they like it so he's he, I yeah i think it's one of those accounts that you sort of have to pay attention to <laughs> without a doubt and it's because he articulates things so well but he also just seems to be able to say things that most of us are thinking i think like at the end of the day like so many so many of the posters like i that's been in my head for three years and i just haven't been able to or put it into words or whatever our people aren't yeah, people yeah. Aren't <laughs> thinking it, but then when they read it they're like oh maybe he's right so i think that yeah. uh, i think that's important but we had our staff party yeah. a couple of nights ago or a couple of weeks ago in dublin we went with chris and alice and isabel chris's chris's partner and kira and myself and 
honestly the next day to keep i was buzzing the next day and i was saying to kira we were just walking for a coffee and we were saying like the number one thing is just good people having good people like i could trust 100 and it's not even that they'll always be with us necessarily or anything like that people, different things will happen people will leave people will come and go but like i could trust them i think i could trust them with my life like i could trust that okay, you're going to leave, we're going to leave on good terms or whatever, anything like that. But so important that you just have good people. And I'm, I'm doubling down on that next year. It's just like no fucking dickheads, no anything. Just make the right decisions for the, for the right reasons and with the right people. And I think that's a really big deal. I, I think that's the biggest. I think that's the biggest thing. But that's brand too, right? Think. Same thing, like no dickheads. No dickheads, yeah. No, uh, we used to call them turkeys, which which was uh, ultimately was just like no cunts, but we, we called them turkeys, and we had them on. We had a sign. Don't expect to soar like an eagle when you when you surround yourself with turkeys. Mm -hmm. um, but that's ultimately what it is. It's just like yeah, don't put people in in your circle that. Um, and if you've got an opportunity to spend more time with people, and, and I say this to young coaches all, all the time, some people you can just buy their time, like hire a coach, join a mentorship, all that sort of stuff. If you can, if you can get yourself in the right uh, in the right circles early on, um, and find the right people that that are either leading a path or in the direction you want to go, and and all of that, or like staffing, similar to what you're talking, that's the biggest thing for me. I say our biggest asset is the team first. Um, the team comes before our clients from my perspective, without a doubt. Um, I actually did a presentation on this, uh, in 2019, I did, uh, it was like 10 business lessons or some shit, um, at, at this big Congress that we did, uh, we had 90 something people turn out. It was really cool. We hired out a, one of my old lecture, uni lecture things at, at, at Deakin university. And we did presentations. The four of us did presentations and we got one, um, external person, Durham McKinnis on, um, and my presentation was on like business lessons. And the biggest business lesson was that, uh, the, the emotion and, and the, the quality of your staff's it was like their emotional state is the biggest influence on how successful you're going to be when you're in a position of high, similar to what you're talking about now. So I viewed it as my job being like the manager was to just make sure that the staff were happy because if the staff were happy, then everyone underneath them and the people that they interact with are happy and, and all of that sort of stuff. So I could tell the success of my business from the emotional state of my staff. If they're feeling anxious, if they're feeling worried, overworked, all of that sort of stuff, that tells me more about how everything else is going down below than like a client review of like, oh, can you send me some questions? This, uh, Yeah, like what your, what your experience has been like, blah, 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 working. Like that was something that I had learned. 100%. Um, 100%. I would go into, a, I said it the other day to Kira, we were in a coffee shop. And there was two girls in there and they were both turkeys. They were both dickheads, like didn't smile at all. <laughs> didn't say hello, just took your order, threw the coffee at you. And I said, I guarantee you their boss, like the owner is a dickhead. I guarantee you because they could, yeah. they wouldn't, firstly, they wouldn't hire someone like that. Or secondly, actually those two girls could have been lovely girls and could have had the potential to be great staff, but they came in one mimic the other one, which was mimicking how the manager treated their, the, the clients, which was mimicking yeah. how the owner treated them. And I guarantee, I, like, I have no doubt that because it's, it's, it's impossible to come into a business or come into a restaurant or anything like that and 
and not mimic the people around you. You're going to. And if they're if they're yeah. not good at their job, then you that's going to slowly, no matter how good a person or how good your intentions are, that's going to slowly start to seep into your being. And I guarantee you, you'll end up like that as well. So I couldn't agree more with that. And with the like getting close to coaches and stuff, the most... It, it, people people are trying to do these studies for the last god knows 100 years trying to figure out like what what dictates why someone is successful or not or blah 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 the most obvious thing to me is just proximity to, to other successful people that's so so mm. clear if you can get closer to successful people and you will notice that anytime that you have a podcast with someone and like you ask them a question or someone good they're even just their energy or you meet a coach for a coffee or you have a call with them or for example you you saw my like my my growth on instagram and then you go back and say okay we're, we're going to try this strategy like that's something yeah. you you probably heard 50 times the same thing and then you just you but it was someone that you kind of knew or something and then you're like okay we're going to do that it just that and that and that will work for you so it's just proximity to success and it doesn't mean overall success but something that you can learn from you can take from someone that's like it doesn't make sense to me that people don't try and do that more often absolutely it's actually crazy i, I would agree with that 100 percent. but uh proximity mm -hmm. yeah it is and and that's like that go that goes for everything people who are trying to figure out what okay what do, what's the next step for me to be a, a good coach but they don't know anything about they don't know anything about programming or they don't know anything about biomechanics or they don't know anything whatever they should just pick one thing go to someone who's really good at that thing and learn from it and just make a list for 2023 what are my top five things i want to learn what's the most important thing to me right now and i'm going to just go to the best person i can in that area take that off next thing take that off take that off rather than trying to do 50 things and reading different books and stuff like that you need to go to the source go to the person and learn and that's that's what i've done that's what i'll continue to do and that to me that works that works yeah so, absolutely and i think it also um yeah, go on, go on. I think it also just one last one last point on that is uh, like you were talking about like your staff dinner and like a Christmas dinner, but then being G'd up and actually feeling like more energized after that. I think that's another indicator of that, that you're in the right sort of circle. You've got the right sort of people around you mm -hmm. is that it's not a burden to be around them. You can sort of be yourself, maybe not be yourself as in like just be your but like you can be your professional self and be the person you want to be and, and show in that in that situation but it's not a burden for you and it doesn't feel like extra work when you're in the right circles and all that sort of stuff like i think i think that's another really good telltale for like you've got the right people around you or they're doing the right things um because i feel that from like work for us in our team is it's more fun than anything else. Like we could just be in there and like whatever, planning things, blah, 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 doing things. But even, even like the, the nitty gritty of what we're doing as a team is still like an enjoyable process. Cause you're sort of there with people that you can, mm -hmm. I think that's, that would be another thing. And I think that's something that I've, I've been able to do really well is find the right people, but then give them the opportunity to sort of grow into the roles and actually uh, create a pretty, darn cohesive team like an incredibly cohesive team and i think that's yeah and it's again it's the biggest asset for us but that would be one other thing that i would just throw into that little piece um, hey guys david here very quick break from the show one last call lbv2 lower body basics phase two 
thousand, four thousand people have done it. If you haven't done it, now's your last chance, very last chance. I will never mention it again. It's going to be in the first link in the show notes. You can jump on and grab it there. It will be gone forever after this podcast. So LBB2, now's your last chance. Jump on. Is the app going? Yeah, the app's good, man. The app's doing really well. We um, has a big call. So we, it it was a big yeah. Um, the the reason we decided to do the app was, um, again, it just comes back to that whole team discussion that we had earlier. I'm just so, uh, I'm so. Uh, I'm I'm 100% in on the group that we have. And I know the group that we have can ultimately do whatever the fuck we want uh, and grow to whatever size we want. Like, just give us enough time um, and, and we'll do whatever we need to do to get there. So it was, the discussion was always, do we hire another coach and potentially have to change the way in which we operate as a group and, and all of that sort of stuff? Or do we find ways to diversify revenue, grow the business and all of that? Uh, as just the five of us like how do we and and we had a massive meeting at the start of the year and that's what kicked off the year of clout brand development diversify income streams hunt sponsorships and see if we can bring in a new revenue stream there develop um some of these i call them tier one offers that's that's how i frame them tier one offers highly scalable offers your products and uh, your your ebooks and programs sorry are tier one offers incredibly scalable the quality of the product doesn't deteriorate with more people joining it. It just doesn't. Um, so I was like, how do we grow some of this? And that's where we're like, all right, we need a training app or we need some sort of development of, of something that's down here that's incredibly scalable. And as the brand grows, this thing just gets pulled along for the ride and it's just going to grow and multiply alongside the development of our reach and all of that sort of stuff. So that's how we got to the app. Uh, and then we uh we launched it in i want to say november it might have been very end of october actually um and it launched it really well we were very happy with the launch um what we found though is that some of the people that are in those this actually might be a good discussion with you i don't know exactly what you do with i know you've got a facebook group i think with the people that buy your products um but we like built a discord and like the Discord's so much fun. And uh, I would say they're like the hottest members of our community and half of them don't more than half of them don't even have anything purchased from us. They just enjoy our content and, and come in and talk shit and, and get around it, get around the jokes and stuff. But um, we built this discord to try to like grow the community side of the app. And I think now the difficulty for us is like, all right, we've got this, pretty strong group of people that are on the app and using the app and and how do we get them a little bit more involved in the community a little bit more engaged and all of that sort of stuff and like bring them into the community a little bit more that's sort of our next um our next challenge i would say that's the big um, and then that's the hard yeah thing. and you listen to anyone anyone from any business like i need a big people that run and communities or anything that's their challenge is getting people into their network we haven't we haven't have you had any success no initially initially with um with our basics programs and stuff the facebook group was popping off um because everyone i was kind of releasing them and then there was like thousands of people buying them on the same day and coming in together um so like that that was great because they were all going through the program at the same time and everyone had the same questions at the same time so that was brilliant but then as that kind of dissipates and then there's yeah, not yeah. many people um 
so that Facebook group, or two Facebook groups. I've one for our members for our um our membership site. And, membership site. And 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 that's and that's that's pretty good. Um and then the other one is is not so good because I've kind of lost interest in that a little bit. But there's still thousands and thousands and thousands of members in there. So I don't know because how do you do how do you do it well? The only way to really do it well would be to have it like where it's not a Discord, it's a, a, an app where the, the app is also the community feature because they're on there already. And that's why Facebook does work yeah. well, even though it's shit. It's because everyone already has Facebook on their phone. So ultimately, you're you're separating out Discord and uh, the app, which can can definitely work, but it's never going to work as well as having one thing all in the one place. It all in the same spot. Yeah, and no you just flick across and you're well. in the... Mm, nowhere does that well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only a matter of time. I know, I know Eugene Teo, who's another person that I would definitely... Um, obviously, he's been doing it a lot, a lot longer than myself or Angus, but he's definitely somebody that we look up to in the Australian scene of like this guy has paved a way and, and been able to create whatever the hell he wanted to create within the industry. We, we joke around that he's transcended health and fitness because I don't honestly think he has, but mm -hmm. um, I know his app, because he built his own app, he actually like got developers and built his own app. His app now has the feature of chat and community within the app as well. That was an mm -hmm. update that he's just done. And I think he's got over 10,000 active members or something. His is fucking ginormous. Mm -hmm. um, is, so, that all training? is that all training or is that education as well? Training, nutrition, education, it's all in one. So we're currently housed on my strength book and it has been unreal working with Mike. Um, and we've actually started to uh, work a little bit closer with him. We may transition our whole business onto the app front like mm -hmm. the not that it will all be like templated programs but we'll use the interface of the app to service our one-on-one -on -one clients as well and our online clients in that way mm -hmm. um and we're in we're in discussions of how that would look and, and the transition across but um mike and the my strength book team have this it's like a mini youtube section in there where you can just upload private videos and it becomes like this education portal as well so we're going to be developing that and then using the two funnels, the training side of things from the app, and then also the education side of thing from um, just our general reach and our more higher level discussion points from the coaches as like two separate funnels down into the subscription service mm -hmm. that then you get all of it. You get all the training programs, but you also get all the education stuff and we're updating them both constantly and building and, and growing this. And then there's the discord that underpins all of that as well. Like that's sort of like some of that's that, that's sort of like the next 12 months, I would say mm -hmm. uh, of how we want to build that out. That's um that's but the app's been the app's been yeah the app's been really good and the boys are all like really bought into the idea of like how this thing fits well into mm -hmm. everything that we're starting to to position ourselves to be so i think i think we probably need about at least three more months but i think probably six months to really build it out to exactly where we the potential for what we think it's going to be able to do yeah. um so I'm, I'm happy with just sort of fumbling um like initially we didn't want to do offers for like uh, upfront stuff but then mike the, the the developer guy was like man you should guys should just fucking do offers get people in get them in hopefully they start to use it and, and stay involved and we started doing that and then it's already like seen an increase so like even just like little things like that where we we're a bit be like nah people will just jump on it's like nah well hang on we still need to like and again it comes into that marketing stuff it comes into all that messaging how it's the language where you're positioning it what are the pain points the app actually helps like all that sort of stuff is like 
it's just going to take us a bit more time. I think, yeah. Is but very happy overall with. Is there a concern with the app that not with the app itself, but like so that people come on and they just excuse me take the programs and leave? Or no? I mean, if they can, but those people are they aren't winners. So good luck to them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you've probably hit it. Yeah, you, you've probably experienced it. But oh, I've yours has probably been completely copyrighted. Though, I would have thought like yours would be no ripped. It's been. My mine has been taken. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, I think, I think in an online space, you just can't get away from it. No, no. There's going to be five or ten percent of people that are gonna are gonna do that. It is what it is. But like, I think knees over toes guy. I don't know anything about him or his business really. But I, I think that he just has an app with all of his programs. Actually, I think it's only like Trainerowic or True Coach or one of them. But he has all of his programs just on it so you can just pay once or sorry you can you you join on as a subscription and you can like take every single thing and just leave after the first yeah. month which a lot of people have but most people don't just leave so and he has like i heard about four years ago that he was making oh. four years ago i heard now i don't know whether this was right or four it could have been five years ago that he was making like a million and a half a month on subscription revenue yeah yeah. So people that wouldn't surprise me. He's massive. He's huge. Yeah. yeah. And that was four, that was three or four years ago or five years ago. So imagine what he's making now. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. Well, Eugene, Eugene told us what he had at the at the start. And that was at the start of the year, but that would be, I, I feel like that for the size that he is, what's he got? Like a million followers. He was on Joe Rogan for fuck's sake. Like he, he's absolutely mm -hmm. ginormous. And not just that, got the, not not that he's dogmatic, but he's got the very like niche, like this is the answer. Like anybody with those little answers, you know, they just get those little boosts. They get those little, uh, 100%. Cause he's got the secret sauce. Yeah, They've got that secret sauce. And he, especially yeah. when, when you hit a, when you hit a certain, a certain, a certain scale or a certain number like there's there's a there's a one or two percent of people that are are like kind of having little bites at him and stuff like that where it, me me included i've said like this this thing he says is bullshit he does not even hear it he does not give a shit it doesn't matter no. he's serving gen pop and he just says this is the answer and people love it so he's yeah. people love it yeah they want that um uh, so what's yeah so that's yeah that well just back on the app but that's the i think that's uh i think there's a whole new skill set to that style of business development that we need to learn as a team and and, and as a group um but it, it has been pretty successful so far we're like we're, we're very happy if you told us uh within two months of launching you'd be at, at this number we'd be like yeah fucking no, very happy with that so um do you yeah. think you're getting into murky waters with putting in the education in there as well mm. Nah, because at the end of the day, like, like I even look at like our YouTube. We made like two hundred and fifty videos on YouTube, maybe even more. We've only got actually no, it's probably about one hundred and thirty podcast episodes from our podcast. Let's say two hundred and twenty YouTube specific educational piece pieces which are all like five minute minimum like some of them are 10 some of them are 15 and a lot of those topics is what the shit i discuss in my mentorship it's all there for free it's sitting there it still gets crazy reach and, and i don't think it's limited anything if anything i think it would just boost what we're sort of 
the value that we again it's that front loaded value it just like increases that exponentially to the point where people see that oh there's a mentorship bam i'm going to jump in or see the seminar i'm going to jump in um or an online product or whatever it is so i don't think so at all um we've got a six-month plan to build it out in a way that um like we're going to start with very foundational pieces just like very like general build like a bit of a contextual few months of 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 education and then once we start marketing it as an education piece that's when we're going to start hitting a, a higher more specific sort of point for it that's sort of the plan that we've got um so I think with six months of of sort of like learning and so I don't think it I don't think it's going to impact it too much at all. No. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like my mentorship, like what uh, what's discussed in that in the app and the educational pieces there, with my mentorship being the biggest competitor within our own business for that education, the mentorship absolutely fucking destroys it because we we do these chats, we sit down mm -hmm. in a group of ten people or fifteen or twenty people, and we discuss like, oh, what's the next best move? Like, how can we position ourselves and blah blah blah. Like, you're just not going to get that from a a slideshow of ten slides talking about motor unit recruitment of a fucking whatever. Like, it's just yeah, 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 yeah. We've like. I've purposely with it with my membership site where it's just all educational content. Um, a lot of it is pract very practical, or hopefully all very practical, I should say. But there's not. I've I've tried to separate out. Like you don't get access to me individually or as yeah. a group necessarily. Even you can obviously ask some questions. You can obviously ask questions and stuff. But I thought it would like cannibalize my future courses and mentorship stuff that I'm going to do, and it won't. It it won't. I'm actually confident that will it will help it because. It will increase it. It will increase it, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah. When when are you going to do a mentorship? Uh, we had the same conversation last year. No, I'm going to do a course first. I, I think I'm going to call it like a course before I call it call a mentorship or a couple yeah. of courses or something like that. Um, because my 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 problem, right? My problem right now is it's too. The, all the stuff that I talk about is very broad. It's sorry, not broad, but there's a lot of different topics within it. So if I did a mentorship now, it would be talking about right lower limb, upper limb, return to sport. People would be asking for like some business stuff in there, blah blah blah, and it would be, it would be, I, I, it's doable, and like there's definitely people that are doing that, but I think it would be very very broad. So I'm thinking of doing a course that targets specifically into return to Areas. sport, return to sport course. Yep. And it's like someone, someone lower limb, return to sport. I'll teach you everything I know about run, uh, walking gate, running gate, sprinting, um, change of direction and how to rehab someone all through those things. And that's like a course. We're not going to talk about business stuff on the course. It's not a mentorship, but I will mentor you through on this topic yep what do you think yeah so it's a it's it's not like a pre-recorded thing it's like an actually it's still like a it would be both there'd be pre-recorded content week yep. one this is the topic week two this is the topic week three we might talk about lower limb tendinopathies or something like that week four like plyometrics week five whatever that that type of thing so yep it would be in the same format as people would have and there'd be a live call and a pre-recorded like content to to consume but it's yeah. just more specific on a specific topic yeah so that was um 
that was actually my that was my original plan for my i actually had a separate spin-off business that i created it was called uh uh fuck what did i call it strength coach development was that a, it was called strength coach dev and the plan for me this was started at the very start of covid the plan for me was to do exactly that <clears throat> but i had i had it structured as i had foundational courses that would so i had um business of strength which was a three-week short course on business um i had understanding movement which was a four-week short course of like the way I framed it was this is just so you can have a conversation with people about movement. You're not learning any of the specific things, but you're learning all of these like principles and underpinning things so that you can actually enter a conversation and get value out of it when you're reading content and all of this sort of stuff, like, mm -hmm. like almost just like the underpinning stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was going to do a programming short course. And then I had underneath that was um, like this longer 12 week thing that, so I'd use those as like a funnel system, yep. bring people in through there and then be like, if you want the mentorship, you can jump in and blah, the next intake is all that sort of stuff. Yep. Um, my journey was I just burnt myself out. But I actually really like that idea where it's like, no, this six weeks or eight weeks, all I'm doing is this section. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of that, I might do a, all right, now this leads on to this next one and you could buy like the double of them or whatever the hell. Or, like, I think that's completely fine because the other thing with my experience from now running like a very broad mentorship, I've changed it and reshaped it completely. It's eight weeks now, but it's, it, it, it's ultimately just discussing the shit that I think is important. I'm not teaching you like, oh, this is how to program for this specific thing. It's just like, well, these are the skill sets and the framing strategies and the way I think about things and the way I think you should be thinking about things in order to plan long-term and, and execute long-term and doing all of that sort of stuff. By now, I think the biggest thing that I still haven't worked out is that I still have so many people that really just want to do like the business side. Yeah. And it's like, well, do I split it off again? Or like, is it even worth it? Or do I just sell the business? Like I'm still sort of struggling with people that just want that thing. They just want the lower limb shit. How do I, I don't want to, I don't want to block them off because I'm talking about all this other stuff. So I think splitting it in some constructive way, but it also feeds into everything else in some way, mm -hmm. how that works and looks, I don't know, but I'm still, but I like those. I, I think that's a, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my problem because if I did, if I did the 10 week mentorship, there will be a week on it. Let's say and people would be, people would, 80% or 70% of people would be very interested at some point in it in chatting about business stuff. And, but there is other people who are signed up who are like, no, I fucking came to learn about movement, yep. you know? Yeah. So, and, and that's, and it's a fair, and cause 80% of the course would be about movement. So that's, um, that's a, that's a tricky one. So I don't know, maybe I could I just think have like a running biomechanics type of one, a return to sport type of one. And it's just so specific that this is what you're going to learn. Well, the, the way my, like, organically mine first created that, like, short courses and this undertone of everything was my very first online one, um, COVID hit, and every and I, I just started taking all these calls with the, the first group. I think I had, like, 33 or 37 people in the first one. But COVID hit, and all of the lockdowns happened in Australia. At the same, it was the same day that I launched, like, Day one, call one was the first day of the lockdowns. Like it was just fucking shambles. And everyone was like, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'll take calls and help 
navigate and all this sort of stuff. And it turned into, there was no business in the first course, but because of these calls and everything, I was like, oh, my systems actually help people. Yeah. I'm just going to tap two weeks of business at the front end of the next one. Yeah. And then at the second one, the second intake, the business shit was the thing that people loved the most out of everything. And I was like, oh, oof. all right, well, then I'll, I'll make a little business course. And then that was the first one. And then the people that wanted to just do the business did that. But then if they wanted everything, they could come and do the rest of it as well. And then it just sort of like, well, what about the people that want to do the opposite side? And they mm -hmm. just want the training stuff. So I built the training one. And then it was like the move or the movement stuff. Sorry. So I built the movement one. Um, so I, I, I feel like there's no wrong way to go through it. It's just start where you feel comfortable starting and it will just organically yeah. just don't burn yourself out. Cause I fried myself doing too many of them frizzled my brain on zoom. Yeah, I know. No, you can't do that. Um, no, I think if you spoke to someone like Carmozy or something, he would say like, okay, niche down, just teach one of these things, but actually, which is not bad advice, but like the people that you're talking to have all of these problems. They need to learn yeah. all of these things and they trust you to to help them in that way. So, so yeah. So yeah, hopefully this time next year, we won't have the same conversation and I'm still struggling <laughs> with the same fucking thing. But Just start with a small one, man. Start with what's, what's the thing that you have the, have you even like started getting your brain out of your brain into like a, a, a teachable format? Yeah, I have. Like even the workshops have, have done that for me. You know, oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Which one are you the closest to? If you had to run a six week or an eight week short course, I would which one are you the closest uh, probably to? A, probably a running one. I could fucking teach that tomorrow. Like a lower a lower limb running. Lower limb, yeah. yeah. Rehab. Weak on tendon progression, weak on yeah. plyometrics, weak on coordinative work, weak on like the gait cycle. That would be a piece of cake. Yeah. And that would do yeah. that would do really well. And no one does it no one that's doing it, anything like that. I don't think people really do anything like that, especially now where it's rehabby and people don't certainly don't do it well. So that's what I would do. Um, so yeah, I've got a question for you. I, I don't know if you've got something else on for your, for your, mo your Monday morning, but I've got a question for you related to um, you said something. So I did Gary Ward's close chain biomechanics of the lower limb mm. and I or close chain biomechanics of gate cycle or something. I can't remember what yeah. it's called. I haven't done it uh online i did he broke yeah but you did the in-person one. in-person one down into that type of thing yeah yeah that is i put it on a pedestal as the best like anatomy slash movement piece of content i've ever come across it made me understand gate cycle and this i loved his little principles that he uses about like uh everything moves around center and like it all just controls and moves back to center the, the whole stretch or load and then uh, or, or bones act attacks. yeah 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 lexins yeah. before it attacks bones act muscles react all of that sort of stuff like everything i was just i, I watched that consume and i was like this is exactly what a, a sh anatomy and how it should be taught and all of this sort of stuff and then you said something in a passing comment on one of your recent podcasts can't remember who you were talking it might have actually been angus and you said that his understanding as in Gary Ward's understanding of walking and gait cycle was amazing. Yeah. However, it falls down when we get to running and sprinting. Was that correct? Uh, is that? My, um, I don't want to say Gary because Gary is absolutely amazing, right? Uh, unbelievable. I think top three people ever in the industry because he actually has taken something that wasn't in existence necessarily like to get of course the gate cycle was in existence but he's taken something that no one has actually studied 
the way he's done it and he's put it out there. It's not like he's just like saw something else and whatever. Um, so I don't know his uh, exact understanding of, of running and sprinting. But I, uh, what I mean is the people that do go and do anatomy in motion and they try and apply a walking gait model to running and sprinting falls down. Because, yeah. because particularly the way they train it in anatomy in motion, so everything is done trying to find end ranges, right? So if I'm going to, if I'm going to try and pronate someone's foot, I'm going to try using that model. I'm going to try and put in wedges to get them the maximal amount of pronation. Mm -hmm. And then as I come back out of it, I want the maximal amount of supination with full knee extension, all of this stuff. And, and which is a really good way of doing it. But in sprinting, that doesn't happen. There's so many isometrics. There's a lot of pre-tensioning before the foot hits the floor. You're trying to actually reduce muscle slack. A lot of the time, you don't want the muscles to lengthen. You want them to pre-tension and overcome muscle slack and before the foot hits the floor. So we have this isometric, so then we can use our tendons. That's the difference. Yeah. And yeah. that's Which why. makes complete sense. It, ma it makes sense. And I'm not saying Gary doesn't understand that, but the walking gait, the flow motion but model, in, yeah. yeah, it doesn't apply. Because, it, yeah. It's parts of it do, definitely parts, because the, the movements of the bones are the same. It, they're moving in the same directions. Like pronation is still, some pronation is going to occur. But also the use of pronation and internal rotation does change quite a bit when we move from walking to sprinting because I think in the walking gait a lot of pronation and not to this is more of a visual thing but a lot of pronation occurs in walking gait with more of a knee that's in external rotation and a hip that's in external rotation that's what Gary will show because the pelvis is kind of rotated away from that leg whereas that our most amount of pronation couldn't occur in high speeds and high loads with a knee that's in external rotation, uh, a knee joint that's in external rotation because you would probably blow something. So um, we we actually use our pronation and our internal rotation in sprinting and jumping to push through the ground, not to, like, we're pushing really hard from a pronated state, whereas we're not really doing that as much in the walking gait. So I think that's a major difference as well. Yeah. That's getting into cool. Stuff. Now that answers my question. Mm -hmm. I was I wanted to know why uh like, wet, not not so yeah, which makes sense. It's just the amplitude of force and the rate of the force development and and also like like the co-contraction, that whole co-contraction idea. Like you're just living in mid-range for the most part. Like you're just mm -hmm. you're just absorbed like as soon as you hit the ground, like you're you're in mid-ranges everywhere, really. Um but like I the heard, knee or the ankle. I heard yeah, Gary yeah. several years ago talking about, okay, if you can't supinate your foot, you can't get full knee extension and you're not going to get all this, you're not going to get all this uh, power from your glute max when you sprint. And actually, I've never seen a top-level sprinter be able to go come supinate their foot. They're all slammed into pronation. They're all, like, if you look at, they, they that foot is locked. It's not that it's not a stiff foot. It's an incredibly stiff foot in a pro, more pronated state. Yeah. And there's no chance in hell any of them can supinate. And actually, if you look at if you look at a lot of them sprinting, if you look at Usain Bolt sprinting in in upright running, he doesn't get full knee extension. He doesn't want triple extension because that's kind of pulling him back. He's actually he's he's actually dropping his shin. He's trying to push forward all of the time. So he's using yeah. his tendons. He's not. You don't need to get this full 
absolute max push all of the time in this full trip. Mus muscular, it's it's not a muscular joint action. No. Like, it's just not, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. No. So you switch no mix down and you see that. There's very little movement at the knee joint all through mid stance and even in late stance, there's still very little. It's all just tendons stretching so yeah um so i think that's where that's where the difference is and i think it's important for people to understand that so but yeah the so there's, um, starting, there's, there's start, starting with walking gait is really important to understanding that first but then you have to understand that there's a delineation of in some ways as you progress into higher speeds yeah yeah no that makes complete sense that that um I loved that online course though. That was my favorite course I've ever done in this industry, other than an internship. But it is brilliant. Um, is so amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Because he's got an upper 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 extremity one now. And I I haven't done it. I probably will do it though. I, I need to do it. I need um, but that's uh there's week three of your content. You're already done. Week three is uh why running gate is not walking gate. Mm -hmm. What's week two though? <laughs> week two is walking gate. Week one is your major principles of uh, of movement. Mm -hmm. What are the key things you're looking for and how does it map out across the following weeks? Week two, walking gate. Week three, running gate and why it's not walking gate. Week four, common injuries, I'm thinking, like knee or Achilles or something. Uh, week assessment, five is progression. We're missing assessments. Oh, assessment has to be in there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Assessments have to come after running gate. So walking gate, running gate, then what are you assessing? Major problems and then building plans out from there. There's your seven week, six week course. Seven week is a recap. Um, slap a price figure on it and you're good. How much am I charging? Uh, I don't know. That's that's uh, what you. would you what would you no no, what would you pay? What would people pay? I don't know. I have to Don't know what I don't know. The thing is that, that no, no. Well the thing is that you're so your reach and I think your your it's very hot. I would say like that would be like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, me too. Maybe twelve hundred. Yeah. Twelve, fifteen hundred, somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. It'd be it'd be like two hundred bucks a week. It'd have to be. Mm -hmm. And depending on how involved it is. Yeah, it would be involved. As in like how much how much how much is when I say involved, though, how much of it is like access to you? Is it a limited course intake? Are you only taking 30? Are you only taking 20? Or are you going to take 150? Because you're going to get 150 people. You're probably even going to get more than 150 people. You're probably going to get 200 people, 300. Nah, fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do it. So I'll do it. <laughs> Done. Crazy. You're going to have to. Give me a, did you see McGregor's uh, dispute with his friend over the whiskey? No, no. His friend uh, Artem Loboff or whatever. He's a he's a fighter as well. He came. At, he he. Yeah, they were in the in court recently. He sued McGregor saying he his the proper twelve was his idea. So I'm just putting it on record. Oh really? No, it wasn't your idea. No no no. This is not my idea, mate. No, not at all. I would love to. I would love to sit in on it. Though. That'd be uh, that'd be good. But uh, I think, man, just do it. Although I know you've got a lot of stuff going on, you're actually like no. you're winning in so many other areas that that it might be a distraction of of all the other good shit that's happening. But no, because um, I know a lot of people would be keen. I don't know if you've read um, or seen any of Stephen Pressfield's work, The War of Art, the resistance that he talks about. It's the best if you're a creator. 
it's the best he, actually i reread that or re-listened to that before i'll leave you going now in a minute i i re-listened to that before i just googled it starting my 30 days of content thing and the resistance because i read it before and it didn't click with me and now i read it again and it's it is the most important book for anyone anyone that is like needs to be a creator by far he calls the resistance with a capital r it's the thing that stops you every single day from doing what you need to do i can't see it blurred i'm um, getting it right now yeah my background's blurred I'm, I'm downloading it right now it is fucking amazing and when you when you read it and you realize Oh, he. What's the main thing? What's the main point you're talking about the here? What's the, the main resistance? Every single time, there's something that's there's a force in the world that's stopping you from doing the thing that you know you need, know you need to do the most. And that's why he's a writer. So he he sits down every single day and he says, "I've been doing it for 30 years, where I sit down every single day, and I are are stopping me from sitting down is the resistance. It's stopping me. I can feel something saying, "Don't do this today." Go and do something else. Don't do it. And he says, I sit down and I have to start to write and I just write anything. And suddenly he he, he talks about the muse. It's, he's very spiritual about it, but he talks about the, like the muse will come to me if I sit down and put my fucking ass in the chair and do the work. But the resistance is the thing that's blocking me from doing that all the time. It is fucking amazing. And everyone understands it. And like he even goes so far as saying like Hitler... Hitler started the war or Hitler did all this stuff because he couldn't do his art. So whatever Hitler's art was, like whatever his creative thing was, it was easier for him to start a war than actually do the work that he was born to do. That he wanted to do, or that he should have been doing. That he yeah. should have done. It was easier. And he's fucking, yeah. everyone feels that. It's easier for you to do something weird or hard, like... This is why people go and do triathlons and ultra marathons because they're hiding from the thing. Not everyone, but like it's it's easier to yeah, do yeah. these physical challenges than to sit down and write for a lot of people or play music or sing or whatever your thing is. It's it's yeah. unbelievable. It's the most important concept any creator uh, could ever learn. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start listening. I've just downloaded. I had three credits left. I've just used a credit on it. So hundred percent, hundred percent. Best thing. It's gonna be in there tomorrow um all right maybe we'll have to do a we'll have to do a uh book a book review yeah uh potty yeah we'll, i'll review it on our potty in, in feb yeah there we go he gets into like right he, i'll just before we go he gets into spiritual stuff because he's a spiritual guy and he, he like he truly believes he has a muse and all this stuff but if so that's where i met resistance to that book the first time i read it because i was like mm, that's a, getting a bit weird but then when i re-listened to it again i was like no I understand, I understand partly like what he's saying in my point, in my way where you just, you, you don't have to take it literally and it still actually is, it's there for you. So the resistance every single day, sit down, overcome it. We'll sit down and fucking put together a seven week course, mate. Yep. Just do it. That's the plan. And stop stealing pepperoni pizzas. <laughs> That was my resistance that day. I was I was feeling that was your resistance, and I had to fucking get that. Mate, I'll tell you what, I'd I'd have a bit of resistance to a milk and maduri or whatever the fuck that drink was. Ma Malibu, I don't even know what that's Malibu called. and milk. Fuck. Malibu, Malibu and milk. What is Disgusting. that? Disgusting. Uh, Shit ass. Anyway, okay. Thank you very that was much, fun. My friend. Thank you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Hey guys, David here again. Hope you enjoyed that episode with Jamie. Always nice to have 
a nice relaxed chat with someone that you just get along with so i hope you were able to enjoy it as well um i spoke to jamie actually after the show and we have agreed to do a business chat in his gym on the thursday in melbourne before the melbourne workshop that i'm going to do so let me find out the date actually so what we're going to do is host a it's going to be a very exclusive event three hours long um i think it's going to start we'll, we'll finalize the times but around 5 p.m uh till 8 p.m that don't hold me exactly to that but roughly that on the so the workshop is the fourth and fifth that's sold out so tuesday i think it is the sec uh, sorry thursday i think the second of february in melbourne strength culture i'm going to do a presentation purely business jamie's going to do a presentation um and then we're going to have like a round table discussion on all things social media business development um i'm going to share my whole business plan um i'm a strategy um like kind of basically everything everything that i think about in terms of attracting clients where to start them with low ticket medium ticket high ticket offers how i progress people through um and then jamie's going to do a presentation on all the smart stuff that he knows he's one of the best people i think in the industry business wise and um, i'm going to share tactics versus strategies so tactics are like here's the way you should be thinking about your social media strategies is like here's your overall plan and then um a, a business plan and kind of a, a flow to, to work towards as well for your own business so We'll be both doing that. Um, there's only, I think we're only going to have 20 seats available. So uh, we will release the details very soon. But if you're interested, send me or Jamie a DM uh, or an email might be better and I'll put you on the list. So keep an eye out for that. And apart from that, happy Christmas again, everyone. And um, maybe it's Merry Christmas. I will have an episode coming out before the new year. I'll do a New Year's Roundup episode. But yeah, maybe share the episode if you like it. Maybe I'll see you in Melbourne. If not, Hope you have a great day with your family or whoever it is that you spend Christmas with. And um, thanks again for listening and talk to you guys soon. <laughs>